0: Quick one, if you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wealth Journal podcast with me, Jay Hardy. Now, no guest this week, but what I thought I would do is give you a bit of an inflation update special. It's certainly been top of my mind. I've made a few notes um, in my Wealth Journal this week about inflation, so I really wanted just to cover that off and get a few points off my chest. But before that, It's important to remember that the Wealth Journal podcast is, of course, not financial advice. It's purely here for educational and information purposes. And if you would like investment advice, I recommend that you do speak to a qualified investment professional or financial advisor. Okay, now I have talked about inflation a few times on this podcast. I think the last time was probably back when the US Federal Reserve was basically saying that inflation is transitory as we come out of the pandemic. That was that was maybe as far back as February, March time this year. But of course, a lot has changed since then, and we are still seeing record high inflation. The latest figures from the US in June showed show that inflation was at another 40-year high of 9.1%. Here in the UK that came out literally just this week, the latest figures were even higher at 9.4%, very high figures of inflation there. And if you don't know what inflation is, it's basically the general increase in prices of goods and services over a given period of time. This is essentially the opposite of deflation, which is a sustained period of price falls. And I guess the issue is, as we're probably all experiencing, things are just getting more and more expensive. Now, the UK has a target um, inflation rate of 2%. So 9.4 versus 2, we're obviously nowhere near our target. And 2% is is seen as a a healthy figure for a growing economy. But I guess what we're looking for at the moment, and what the markets are potentially hoping for, is something called disinflation. And this is the term used to describe falling inflation, if that makes sense. Not to be uh, confused with deflation, Because prices are still rising but at a much slower rate to the point where eventually we'll hopefully get back to the ideal target of inflation of 2%. Now these high prices are having a huge effect on people and the issue is that a lot of the price pressures that we're seeing at the moment are on areas where consumers can't really cut back on such as energy and food. Now you can cut back on some of the discretionary spending and a good example of that was in the news recently that Netflix has lost almost 1 million subscribers in the second half of the, the, sorry, second quarter of this year and I guess it might be a tough decision but it's very easy to cut some of your streaming services but it's very difficult to stop eating food and we end up just having to pay the price for for inflation when when it's something that obviously we can't really cut back on. But I've been asking myself, what can we do about inflation? And what can I do to protect my finances? And I thought rather than just not do an episode this week, because it's been it's been a heat wave here in the UK and it's been incredibly hot, I thought I'd just give a bit of a quick update on some key pointers of what I've been what I've been thinking of. So hopefully just with this quick bite-sized episode, there's a few things that you can take away, think about, and um, yeah, maybe apply. Who knows? Not financial advice, of course. Um but the common p- complaint, really, when it comes to looking at your finances and inflation is that the money that you keep in the bank is effectively losing its purchasing power. It's eroding every single day. And some would suggest that you need to then find it another home. And I, I guess I agree with that. You can invest it in other areas like property investments, things like that, Um But for me personally, I'm still happy, despite high inflation, to still have that cash buffer in the bank as a safety net a rainy day. I'll pay the price for that. I'll take the hit. But for peace of mind, I'm happy for that. But at this time... I also find it quite difficult to pick investments on the whole because most markets have been, and most asset classes have been trading down. And in some cases, if you look at the S&P year to date, it's down, I think, just over 17% at the time of recording, whereas inflation is um, you know, 9.4%. So the returns would have been worse than just keeping the cash in the bank. So it's very difficult. And obviously, if you look at the crypto market, some other asset classes, they're massively down as well. So it's difficult. It was very easy back in 2020, 2021, when you looked at an inflation rate of, say, 5%, an interest rate of 1%, equities were growing at 10% or even more. Yeah, great, throw your money into stocks, fantastic, inflation beating returns. But now it's a little bit trickier. So I just wanted to cover a couple. I did a bit of research this week. I've spoken to a few people behind the scenes from the Wealth Journal podcast as well, reached out to my network. I'm not going to put any sort of names to comments here, but just sharing a few things that I've I've picked up from the the Wealth Journal network um, on how to navigate this time. Um, So there are a couple of options available to you, basically. Um, There's probably more as well, but I'm just going to give you you three today um, if you want to try and tackle inflation. Again, not financial advice, but just some ideas that I've been discussing with a few people. Now, one option is to look at actually reducing your tax burden. Okay, bear with me. Taking advantage of some of the tax efficient tools you have available. And this could be, for example, um, particularly if you're a maybe a higher rate taxpayer, that you could look to increase your pension contributions during this time. Um, or, and I know we've talked about this in the past on the podcast, is invest in a lifetime ISA, which the government tops up uh, up to twenty five percent to a maximum of a thousand pounds per annum. Now, twenty five percent, if inflation's at nine point four, that's inflation beating returns from the government. That's point one. Point two is that you could actually relook at your stock portfolio and focus a little bit more on value stocks versus growth stocks. Or, you know, for me, particularly, my portfolio was weighted more towards tech and growth stocks which have really struggled during this time but maybe there's an opportunity to shift your focus and rebalance your portfolio to companies which focus more on consumer staples such as food production or energy one thing to consider and then the final thing and this is probably a bit of a cop-out but think potentially now more long term because in general over a long period of time the performance of stocks generally have outperformed inflation Okay, Maybe there's sort of year to year swings, granted. So yeah, maybe think a little bit more term. And then a follow up point to that. In addition, if you are struggling to do, you know, to, to think about how to invest your money currently, you don't want it sat in the bank, but you're a bit nervous about some of the stocks that or stock markets. You could think even longer term and look at some of those long-term investment themes that you're really excited about, that you think will be a major play in the next five to 10 years. Some of those thematic ETFs that we've discussed on previous episodes of the podcast, whether it's cybersecurity or green food production or anything like that, keeping it long-term could be a potential inflation-beating play. Who knows? Who knows? So, bit of a quick update. Hopefully this episode has just given you something to think about. Um, It's definitely an interesting time. I agree, it's not ideal, but interesting nonetheless. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and I'll speak again next week. Take care.